good afternoon, good evening, wherever you be in the world. This is Ralph Kermit Winterroad II coming to you live out of Alaska. Ah, February is going to be a very good month. I have been extremely busy doing a lots of research here for the last month. I haven't been posting much at all. I've got people that are waiting on me to assist them for different issues, and uh, that's going to be coming here in February. I uh, just got in, thanks to two people that donated. This book, brand new, is $1,350. Bucks. I got it cheaper, but the two people that donated. Um, the Administrative Law Treaties, this is the sixth edition. That is used. It used to be Pierce and Davis. Now it's uh, Pierce and I forget the name of the other guy now. But this is the Bible that the courts use for administrative law. And uh, I also, after I got this, I see how they are evading. There's a lot of information in here for me to absorb. But I can tell you one thing, it always helps to look at the other guy's playbook. And um, just in the limited time, I just got it in and I just spent a few hours this morning uh, reading some parts of it. Um, it's just amazing. I uh, also found that the third edition and not the six is quoted tremendously so I found a new edition of that and I myself purchased that uh, should be here by next Tuesday so I will scan that and OCR it and uh, it's just a, some amazing information um, one of the most shocking things is that they don't, in this six, they don't actually, they put general applicability, but they don't put general applicability and legal effect, which is a quote right out of the Federal Register Act. All federal agencies shall, and I've got a module on shall. There's no getting, only in a very limited. Shall is, you're going to do it, period, end of story. All federal agencies shall, if it has any general applicability and legal effect, that covers any type of regulation that these federal agencies or El Presidente, he has to have put that in the federal register. Because federal agency means president of the United States. They did that back in 1935. Can you believe that? Congress and the way they get away with this, what most people don't understand is the question you always ask, by what authority are you authorized and empowered? Because we have given it to them tacitly by accepting a benefit. And that benefit is reached from Congress when you say I am a citizen of the United States you are then as your primary status citizenship 
you are agreeing that you have stepped out of the Constitution of the United States, you have stepped out of the Constitution of one of the several states, you have surrendered your law of nature, nature's God, that's unalienable rights. You have, say, I want civil rights, which is a right to go to court against any fiction, which why would we have the privileges and immunities of the several states? If we had, if everybody was a citizen of the United States, and then I have surrendered my political rights. I don't have any. And of course, how do you get law of the land? Because the first obvious question, anybody that says they're a citizen of the United States, where's your country? Where is the country called the United States? I wonder where it is. It's not in D.C., That is land that was given for the headquarters of the, quote, government of the United States, end quote, that's in the Constitution of the United States, twice. That's just where it's headquartered. Where is the land if you're a citizen of the United States? There is none. Doesn't exist. It's where it has uh, absolute power, forts, arsenals, needful buildings, and all that. Yeah, it's under the jurisdiction of that, but that's not the land. That's not where this thing is, because we don't live in forts, arsenals, needful buildings, do we? I don't think so. We are the subject of a complete overthrow of our republic by words. And it all goes back to the same thing that happened to Esau in the Bible. He sold his birthright. Our birthright is the thing that separates us and makes us as who we are in this world. Because when you are born in this country, one of the several states, which are, by the way, all sovereign countries, you have a birthright. And you get three things. Law of nature, nature's God, that's unalienable rights. You're a creator, the only place in the whole world that that's part of a birthright. What's ever happened in history. You get civil rights, so you can sue and be sued by fictions, or you can take on the status of, like I've said, a dog catcher. You can take on the status of a tenant landlord and sue the other party. But that you don't stain your citizenship. You just take on what's called the character. And that's in Slaughterhouse and Crookshank cases, and I have it in the congressional record also. With 15 other Supreme Court cases, all talking about it. Character. And then you get one more thing, which is called political rights, which is the law of the elect, which is the elective franchise and law of suffrage. So this is the United States, it doesn't happen. They don't get the right to do to say I want this I want a constitutional republic democracy is fine for a little teeny city where mob rule can rule but uh, in a republic it's a we have representatives 
and we have certain unalienable rights. We have a bill of rights that can't be crossed because the general public can get crazy given bad information like today's world. It's insanity out there. That's all it's evil. I mean, everything that everything is upside down. There is no rule of law, which is quite obvious. Even the FBI, ex-FBI people that Brendan House had on. There's no rule of law, no more. It's a free-for-all. And it's up to us to get it back. But we got to get off of our tushes and look for the truth. The truth is out there. It just hasn't been used for a long time. Because we, and I, right in there with it, we are fat, dumb, and happy with what's going on, thinking everything is fine. Until we find out that the people that are in charge have been cheating for decades. That we have been infiltrated by communists, by Islamists, Muslims, can't be here in our country. Why? Because they have a culture that's a theocracy. It's based on, you, there is no law of nature, and nature is God with those folks. Everything's under Allah. There's no constitution that sits above that. They can't, it's not compatible. So they can't be here. It's a culture class. They can't be here. They're not going to change. And Biden is dumping them by the hundreds anyway, if not thousands, in our country right now. We think this is going to have a good This is the Trojan horse is right out in the open. We'll just bring them in and then they wander off. We don't know their names. We don't know who they are. They just happen to be the right age to be military, to fight. Isn't that amazing? And all of our senators and representatives are sitting up there. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. My hands are tied. I don't know. I just... No, when you have a duty and you don't speak, don't do your duty, you're just as guilty. You're an accessory. And unfortunately, the Democrats are all lockstep into it, and most Republicans are sitting there and just let it happen, so they're part of the problem, too. Not to mention we have some that are just open rhinos, but we have other ones that are trying to, to uh, hide behind stuff. Like Cruz out of Texas. He's married to a gal, I it's a CFR. She's, he gets around, he's, he's a smart guy. But he's not playing on 100% on our side. Lindsey Graham is another one. He sticks his finger in the air and sees which way the wind's blowing. Well, you know, I'm going to get to the bottom of that right now. You know, and if you knew then what you know now, would you have done it? Well, what a, what a stupid question that is. Of course not. Sheesh. Patrick in Texas, question or comment? Uh, comment, uh, I learned from you the, uh, the state plan, of 1937, where there was orchestrated, right, the coroner had you sync with the sheriff, with the city council, and uh, all, all that, the, the exclusion. It's like originally, you know, the three branches of the government was to be attention to keep each other honest. You don't go colluding together. Well, 
you know, that was 1937. I have, you ever about seen the, the state, uh, have you seen the state plan for the state of Texas? I have not. I have one. Was it? Do you? 2019. Uh, I'd, like, I'd be interested in that. As I, but, you know, the same year, 1937, they also initiated the Buck Act. And that's really interesting. That's where they took maritime shipping lanes and overlaid them over the postal roads. Now, the postal roads, all your nation, like Benjamin Franklin, he founded the post office. That constitutes your, your nation. Well, what and you're also, talking about right there, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, you can email me, and I'll take a look at it, but I can tell you when the state plan did start. It started in 1935 with the unemployment insurance because we had a depression, just like we have an issue today. And you get people hungry, and you say, hey, I'll give you money to help you eat. But we got to make sure it's all consistent for everybody. So let's have the state plan. So they got the states to surrender their sovereignty for the unemployment insurance so that everybody gets to eat. Great idea, huh? Does that sound like today? Fear, we, we put fear or hunger and people will do things. Of course we will. You want to eat. Who doesn't? I don't want to starve. Do you? But the interesting part about all of this is something that's called the state plan. And you've 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 never actually seen one yet, right? No, I I can I got a Okay, why don't what, you yeah. email me uh, at irs at alaskaminuteman.com and let me give you just a brief thumbnail of what's going on with what's called the state plan. The state plan is 100% based on benefits from the government of the United States. Everything in there, your child custody, your adoptions, uh, your driver's licenses, garnishment of your wages if you don't comply, all of this is based on what? The Code of Federal Regulations. All government of the United States, all government stuff, Policy. of the feds. Nothing from your state. And what's even worse, I have a FOIA in now, because I'm, I'm going to raise more hell in Alaska than you can shake a stick at. I'm nicking on the, I'm going to try to shut down their foreclosure here and uh, all kinds of that. But I, I have a copy where the, you go into the court, and I, and I went over there. I got involved in these. Alice Brown was the first one that I, that was back in the 90s. She had said something when she, she was a single mother, and she had made some comment, and that physician took that to the CSSD, which is, I call them our child slavers. And so what they did is they said, well, you know, you're, you're not stable. We're going to get, we're going to adopt your child out. And they took her child from her based on some comment she made when she was pregnant. And I, I'm not 
been around that, but I understand that women, when they're having their child, they make, obviously, uh, you know, the, there's a different chemical balance and all pain and stuff, and I'm sure they probably make some comment that could be used against them. So we did a lot of research. She ended up losing her child. But what I found out was, finally, after a lot of work, because, boy, they don't want this out. It's going on in every state. The court has a cooperative agreement in the state plan and by federal regulations to receive money with the executive CSSD. And the judge is audited for the amount of money he makes because it's shared with your department of law. It's shared with the law enforcement people. I mean, what we offer money. Hey, you know, you can buy this, you can buy goods. I mean, it's free money, right? That's a fact. It's all rigged. Back in a minute. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We've talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air. And 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti Semitic remarks, right? 
Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Thank you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be the bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Okay, well, we're back here. And uh, it's amazing what I'm finding in this. It's about 3,000 pages. And it's the Administrative Law Treaties. And uh, this one here is by Hickman and Pierce. The other one was by Pierce and Davis, the third edition, which I've also got coming. It helps to read their playbook. And some of the things that I'm finding out, because what it does is it shows me how they are arriving at their conclusions to try to bypass the Federal Register Act and the Administrative Procedures Act. Congress, there are some things that it's so unconstitutional and by having Westlaw, I can go in on notes of decisions or search and see if some of the stuff has ever been brought up. It hasn't. You sit in awe. Is, does anybody out there read anything? Or I think what's going on probably in a lot of these law schools, because I've got the first-year law book made one, and they don't teach really anything about administrative law. I also query the uh, attorneys that work for Westlaw, I just usually kind of side issue, just bring up something to see if they uh, have any understanding. And they're not teaching them the administrative law. We are under the rule today of federal agencies that have no authority under the Constitution of the United States to make something that is equivalent to statutes. Doesn't exist. The closest thing is they can say force and effect of law, but there's got to be a procedure to even do anything to make laws, period. How do agencies bypass all that? They're trying to give authority on some of these. Or is not even even notice and comment? They say, well, you know, the public, which I found, has to have a notice and comment. So, in other words, we have people making, quote, something that is equivalent to a statute, and the only thing we have to have is notice and comment? Does that sound like uh, mob rule? Or sort of like that? Beyond that, even? Just stop and think about the logic of that. Who gets up and looks in the dang Federal Register every freaking dang day and see what the heck is going on to notice and comment? It's ludicrous. We can't fire these people because they don't work for us. We don't even know who they are. They could be in China, Russia. We don't know. 
We don't know where that stuff comes from. Try to get your senator or representative to tell you. They don't know either. Or they won't tell you. It comes from a FDR did a research because he loved those agencies, federal agencies, and they were out of control. Congress couldn't control them. He couldn't. Courts couldn't. Only in a very limited way. He had a research done in 1937. President Roosevelt had it. And they called him the headless fourth branch of government. I've got the congressional records on it. I've got the 400-page research document. It shocks the heck out of you. People don't know about these things. How would we know? We're not taught any of this. We are being ruled by a headless fourth branch of government. And that's a fact. And it's something called administrative legislation. I got it under a Senate document 248 that's cited, I forget, 40 or 71 times. And it's not in Westlaw. But they cite it, which is a guy that was back in that time representing McLaren under the Administrative Procedures Act, but somehow we just can't make it available, even if you have Westlaw. I got it from the University of UAA of Anchorage, Alaska, of Anchorage, for free. That's one thing about Alaska. If you have a public documents, the state or the UAA, University of Alaska in Anchorage, will send it to you for free which is amazing. You give them what you're looking for and they'll give it to you. And that's where they use administrative legislation, which is what it is. These federal agencies legislate in the federal register general applicability and legal effect. And if it's not there, you can give them the finger. It says it's invalid. If it is there, it has to be judicially noticed, which means no other evidence. It's a public document. It's got their damn name on it. We're done. It's like DNA. People can't seem to comprehend the idea. I want to use code. It's irrelevant to a federal agency. They are outside the Constitution. They live in the world of the administrative legislation, which shall be in the Federal Register. That's step one. Step two is, if it even can approach legislative rule, it's got to be in compliance with the Administrative Procedures Act of 1947. Back in a minute. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth hey gang patrick slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries eats food or just has an inquisitive mind like myself what i'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the american public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, 
that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Co-Certified app can make a huge difference for your future. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Okay. Well, just in the short bit of time that I've had this, this morning that I read this, there are, there is a procedure for Congress to make laws of the United States, even though technically they aren't. They quit making them a long, long time ago. They make called public law now since 1936 but the House of Representatives has to get together they have to vote on it the Senate has to get together they have to vote on it and uh, Comrade Biden or somebody that's instructing Comrade Biden like Obama or somebody has to say sign it or it goes back and it's overdone by a two-thirds majority of both and a veto if he vetoes it that's a procedure now imagine the comparable same thing with a federal agency. First of all, the Administrative Procedures Act and the real courts that have say that Congress can't give away general authority to make any regulation you want. There has to be a specific limited delegation because that'd be unconstitutional. Because we can say, hey, agency, just go make a regulations. That's what they try to do. 
and get away with it. And I saw in the sixth edition where they said, well, you know, the courts have kind of went wink, wink, blink, blink, and um, the decisions they were standing on happens to be out of the circuit courts of the District of Columbia. Who does the district courts and the are the circuit courts in the District of Columbia? Who? What type of citizens are they in the D.C.? There's only one. It is a pristine, clear citizen of the United States. That's in their code. That's strictly who they are. So the courts in D.C. got not one ding-dang-dong thing to do with the, quote, district courts, if we really had the real ones, in the several states, because they are of a limited jurisdiction, because they share power with the several states, and they share power with the government of the United States, called laws of the United States. D.C. is totally different. So the question becomes, logically, if the courts in D.C. are only for citizens of the United States, how can it be used out here in the hinterlands? Because we are deemed to be in federal areas. The Buck Act of 1940 put into positive law in 47. And because you and me, and I've done it, and I know you have too, we have signed up unknowingly as a citizen of the United States for some benefit. If you have a driver's license, which I have, I now have one as a citizen of Alaska, which technically doesn't even exist because Alaska is not one of the several states, but I do. Because if you have a regular driver's license, it goes back to the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, which is strictly for federal offices only, puts you under the plenary power of Congress. And that's a fact, easily proven. Because you see, it is a preliminary lead, it is a benefit to drive the government's car. I fought that. I spent tens of thousands of dollars trying to find out, and it's so simple. How do I end up not being the true owner of right of property, right of possession, and possession of a car? Who owns the darn thing? I knew I didn't, because you can go online in the Anchorage. Ordinances in Title IX, and it says the police can only write tickets on government-owned and government-driven vehicles. I spent years in and out of jail. I had all kinds of stuff going on. And it was so simple. But it takes experience to... Wake up and quit doing the same darn thing over and over and expecting a different result. You go to the root of a tree. Just like Esau, his root of the tree was his birthright. The root of our problems are our birthright. 
when I first put in my citizen, my status, I have a document to claim my status and allegiance stuff into the public record. The internal revenue criminals quit taking out 15%. I registered to vote as a citizen of Alaska. I gave them the public document and they quit taking out 15%. Several other people have had the same type of success. But you have to register to vote. And you got to put your status correctly into the public record. I plagiarized. Yep, copied. What they do for naturalization. People that come into this country. What status do they come in? Because see, I... I've got to get back to my senators and representatives. They won't answer the dang question. If you are going to get around and give amnesty to all of these illegals, what is their status? Is it a citizen of Texas? Is it a citizen of the United States? Or is it a citizen of the United States of America? I want to know. And most of the, I don't think these senators even know what naturalization is about. You come in, I have many documents. Because the land, United States of America, was the colonies. You are naturalized as a, quote, citizen of the United States of America, end quote. Then you proceed to one of the several states and you become domiciled in Texas, not domiciled in the state of Texas. That's the government. Domiciled in Texas. That's called the law of the land, called due process of law. It means the same thing. Once you are domiciled in Texas one of the several states, you are a, quote, citizen of Texas. And you have three things. Unalienable rights, which is law of nature, nature's God. You have civil rights, the right to sue and be sued by fictions and whatever. And you have political rights, the right of suffrage and the right of the elective franchise. The right to vote of the 15th Amendment does nothing. That's nothing to do with the right of suffrage or the right of elective franchise. Supreme Court said so. All that means is when you go to the the place to quote cast your vote, can't be discriminated against by race, color, and whatever all the other nonsense. That's all it means. They said so. People think you're a Fourteenth Amendment citizen. Really. How do you get to be a, quote, 14th Amendment citizen? There is no such thing. It's where you say, I want to hang on and have a, uh, to get a benefit, I want my, I want to be a citizen of the United States. That's it. You never lose your birthright. That's why they have to keep offering contracts to you and every one of them goes back to being a citizen of the United States somewhere. Guaranteed. So the question becomes, and I'm going to look at if I didn't, what the courts are saying now is 
in this sixth edition. I'm going to read more of it. But they said, you know, you really don't need a limited delegation of power from Congress to proceed to have the forced effective law. We can take an interpretive law or policy. We also have something called binding effects. So we'll create something else that's not in the, not from Congress, because Congress is very specific. The only Congress can make laws of the United States in the story, and they can't pass it off. Can't give it away. But Congress can delegate to an agency a limited policy to a federal agency created outside the Constitution. That's a fact. They can do it as long as we agree to it. And we agree to it because we don't know any better. I, when I used to go to the legislative information offices out here in the 90s, other, I, I, obviously I didn't have near the knowledge, but I knew I wasn't a citizen of the United States because you could look it up on the Internet at 14 Stat 27, 1866. Go look it up in 42 United States Code, 1981 and 1982. 42 USC, 1981, 1982. Same rights as a white citizen. Duh. I think the white citizens is what landed at Plymouth Rock last time I checked. That was for the Negroes to give them civil rights. It was setting up the 14th Amendment because subject to is the same thing as to sign up for a benefit, the definitions. And then, of course, in 1870, they said, yeah, nobody's watching. Well, we'll get around it. The blacks can be naturalized and they'll be like everybody else, but nobody will ever go there. They won't look at that. And they don't. Why? Because we have a republic that has been overthrown for decades. And I mean decades. And I can prove it now. But the interesting part is, courts, any type of court, has no obligation to bring up an issue if you don't bring it up yourself. And you know what's not being brought up? The truth. Because we haven't known the truth. We don't know. I said, when I had some misdemeanor charges on driver's licenses, could put me in a year for a couple of, jail for a couple of years. I knew I wasn't a citizen of the United States, but when the jury, the judge in Alaska, is there anybody here not a citizen of the United States? And nobody said a peep. Well, in the courts of Alaska, the kangaroo ones that are under the Alaska bar that started in 1974, and I can prove that. I asked the jury, what is a citizen of the United States? You just swore that you is one. What is it? Nobody knew. Hmm. How can you swear to be something and you're going to determine facts in a case and you don't even know what the hell you just swore to? I don't think I'm going to have you. You are not what I would call I could have a trial by jury of my peers. And the cases magically 
get put away down to nothing. And I'm supposed to do some community service. And I went over, I couldn't believe this. In Anchorage, I actually had the, the document was in a, the a cemetery. And I went in there and they wouldn't give me the document. They wanted me to sign it. I grabbed the document. I didn't do any of it. I didn't do anything. Just all went away. Two misdemeanors, just gone. Poof. Of course, I did have one in uh, Chicklin, and I learned another very important lesson that I've talked about several times. You can't save those that don't want to be saved. You walk away. I tried to help the Chickaloon natives. They wouldn't show up. I put the judge under citizen's arrest before the trial started, pissed him off, went through the jury, and then, of course, they got around and gave me a uh, uh, six months in jail, five months suspended, and $5,000 fine, 4000 suspended, and five-year probation. Every year I had to go in like I was a felon and not get in any trouble. They raised hell with me. That's fine. I learned. We learn from experience. Those that won't save themselves, you walk away just like a lemming jumping off the cliff and say, let me know how it turns out when you land. And you never hear from them. Good riddance. Can't cure stupid. Can't wake those up that are asleep. So what's going on with the IRS and all this nonsense? This playbook is just amazing to let me know something just like a binding effect. Well, the courts can't do something like that. They can't make up stuff. They can only get away with it if I let them. That's it. Only if I let them can they get away with it. But if I don't know, they get away with it. I guarantee you. They get away with it all the time. I've sat in on a criminal trial and uh, of somebody, and I sat there and I watched them. When you, you finally get uh, a level of knowledge, it's a scary thought to sit and watch them they, the IRS trials, they get around and have an expert from the IRS tell the jury what's going on. Oh, that's not prejudicial, you think? And everybody there is a taxpayer. They don't have a clue. They're all citizens of the United States. And the federal judge always does. Is there anybody here? Not a citizen of the United States. They have to. You know why? That's where you voluntarily surrendered your inalienable rights be tried by a bunch of most of them are blithering idiots they're afraid of anything almost everything and they will convict because they don't know any better they're stupid and there's ignorance but a lot of them are just stupid because you can't wake up people when you put critical facts in front of them and they won't look well, you call them stupid. I don't know. Their eyes and their ears are closed like the Bible says. I don't know. But I know one thing. The truth will come out like the Bible says and truth does prevail. So how does the IRS get away with this? 
How do these federal agencies get away? This COVID nonsense. I saw, we've got Dr. Uh, Peter McCulloch, we've got uh, Dr. Malone testified up there before a senator. Tell me that the senators don't know and what are they doing? Nothing. Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for Truth, Liberty, and Balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Okay, well, we're back here. And what is amazing... Nobody wants to talk about 
I have found now absolutely how to read the Code of Federal Regulations. First of all, there is a Title 26, then it says CFR, then there is the part number. There's Part 1 for income taxes, Part 31 for wages. There's a Part 301. Do you know what Part 301 is? It's not in 1954 or the later. It is 5 U.S.C. 301. It's held by Chrysler V. Brown, and nobody wants to talk about it. It's not even on the IRS homepage, and there are 706 Part 301 CFRs that the IRS uses. They cover everything. Notice of deficiency, assessment, lien, levy, distraint, who files income tax returns, where your notice of federal tax liens is filed, and those are all under 5 U.S.C. 301, Departmental Regulations. It's for internal use only. That's a fact. I even found in 5 U.S.C. 602, I think it is, this is on where they have, well, if it's over a certain amount of money, you can't deal with it. They have a special thing where it says interpretive regs of the Internal Revenue Service. They tell us what they're doing. Can you believe, if we don't have a procedure, we have a procedure for Congress, so we'll just bypass it. Scalosi can just get around and do a bill, and all of a sudden, well, you know, uh, it looks okay, so it's going to be, we'll just all bow down and kiss our little tootsies. I don't think so. But agencies can get away with this. They can have no notice and comment, which, by the way, the Supreme Court said they got to have, at a minimum. They have to say 553B, but we just don't do that. But they can get around, bypass all of that, and somehow it's a statute. But it gets worse. I couldn't believe it when I found it. First of all, let's get back to reading the CFRs. Then you have 301, that's 5 U.S.C. 301. If it's in the Federal Register, judicially noticed, public record, no further evidence, that's evidence. That's a killer. The next, after 301.6331, that is the statute. And I found that also in a 1980 case in the Federal Register. And they also say if there's a hyphen after it, it means it interprets. They all have hyphens after it. Thank you. They hit it in a 1980 Federal Register. And they also, the United States District Court in 26 U.S.C. 7402 is where you're supposed to go for all our internal revenue laws. That doesn't have laws of the United States. But you know that was a 301 reg in 1967? Yeah, the court and all the jurisdiction, all that is internal only. And I said, where in the hell did they get rid of that? I couldn't find it. Filed it away, and about a week later, here it comes. 1980, they just said, we are going to delete it because it's a duplicate. It's printed in the code. We don't need that. And I also found the crimes. Tax evasion, 7201. It is a 301 rig, but we don't need to print it because it's in the code. But they said, there's no substantive change. 
So I have the 1967 that shows the United States District Court is internal use only. Back in a minute. For over 20 years now, Extendivite has proven time and again, it really works. Here is a testimonial from Amazon.com. I received an arterial switch at birth. In my mid-20s, I started getting slight runs of NSVT. Nothing too serious, but enough to cause worry. I started taking Extendivite a little over two years ago, and it helped cut the palpitations and NSVT down drastically. This isn't a cure-all supplement. I strongly recommend a good diet and exercise to aid in any heart troubles you may be having. And I strongly recommend giving Extendivite a try. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back. 